Hello everyone, I'm Al Deldegan, creator and producer of the Leaders, Innovators and Big Ideas podcast. We're supported by Rainforest Alberta. This podcast showcases the people who are working to improve Alberta's innovation ecosystem. This episode is hosted by me. A little background about me. Uh, For the past 22 years or so, I've been a software developer, business analyst, and project manager. I'm also an accomplished photographer, and I produce several podcasts, including this one. On this episode, I have the pleasure of interviewing one of the founders of Rainforest Alberta, Brad Zumwalt. Let's get started. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Uh, I am Al Deldegan, and I'm here with Brad Zumwalt. Brad, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Al. Happy to be here. Love this podcast idea. So it's uh, it, it was born in the rainforest, and uh, I want to talk to you definitely about um, you know your uh, birth rainforest story. But first, let's maybe start uh, talking a little bit about Brad and who's Brad and where did you come from and sure. how did you get where you are right now? Sure, thanks. I'm uh, born and bred Calgary. I come from a family of five. We grew up in the northwest part of Calgary. Normal 70s kind of childhood, running all over the place, doing what we want, no helicopter parenting back in the day. And then uh, my studies were in marketing and, and then in the late 80s, I joined a software company uh, because I always knew that's where I wanted to, to end up from the time. Uh, influential thing in our house, my father, for some reason, bought the original Macintosh computer. And so that was an important element for us in 1983-84. In and I still have uh, in my basement an uncracked 128K Macintosh, no hard drive, floppy disk swapping machine. And so from my early time with that computer, I, I thought software was very interesting and was watching uh, you know, all the articles about Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak and, and Bill Gates and, and uh, those things and knew that I wanted to be in the software industry. And then an opportunity came by through a friend of a friend and joined this great software company and, and ended up uh, joining that firm and then becoming its president. And with a great founder and founding team and uh, and went on to grow that one and, and sold that in 94 and, and then moved through a succession of, of three or four other successful uh, company building events, taking us into kind of modern times. And then a whole bunch of uh, failures sprinkled along the way. Uh, and then through that time, my wife and I have, you know, raised a family here and we got four grown kids uh, either in college or working now. And uh, that's me, Calgary. And so, you know, really got involved in the rainforest piece to answer the question, uh, if Calgary has been so good to so many of us, what are we doing to make it more prosperous for the next generations uh, as well? And, uh, and I think we should all have answers in our own way to that question. Nice. Um, prior to the rainforest coming about, um, what do you think was the biggest uh, problem, I guess, or, or lack of, of something that was prevalent in the kind of the innovation area of, of 
Calgary or Alberta in general? Yeah, it's a good question, and it's a delicate answer. I I think everyone has good intentions, and people are are working t- to make it better. But uh, it's natural uh, for silos to start to start to build up for just things to get entrenched and silos to build up and then for turf to become um, what we battle about as opposed to company results. And and so uh, when you're trying to work on a whole system, like a whole ecosystem or a whole city or a province, and it's much harder because you don't have, hey, what's the combined revenue of all these companies that, that we care about? It's It's... A tricky thing to wrap your head around and and so we noticed a few of us that were volunteering and investing in the space noticed that there was a lot of support organizations but who was really responsible for the space in between the support organizations in between the companies what's that culture piece in our in our city and then we came across this book and so I would say you know, is there a methodology or a mental model that you can use to try to bring the city together uh, more closely, and it, it happens to be this rainforest model, which is really around an innovation ecosystem. And so, I would say, you know, the piece that we felt was missing is who really is a customer of the whole system. And so, a few of us, uh, myself and Jim and Evan and Cynthia, and, and uh, you know, a few more, uh, stood in and said, you know, we're customers of this whole system, and, and we'd like to talk about doing it just a slightly different way to make people's work easier, not harder. Right. And I think that uh, people who have been with the rainforest for quite some time uh, are aware, but a lot of other people aren't, that um, the rainforest is actually not really a formal organization, is it? It's more of a movement of some sort. Yeah, exactly. A grassroots movement. And, and that's the piece that was missing. There's lots of organizations, you know, proper nonprofits or, or, or board-led organizations. And so to complement that, what is the grassroots open to all comers kind of uh, movement? And that's, I think, the opportunity that the rainforest luckily uh, fell into. Um, and, and this social contract idea about, okay, so what is it then if we don't have objectives? It's just how we treat each other in this ecosystem so that we can get results with more velocity. We can do it on a more sustainable basis and we can always be building our capacity to crank out um, these economic results that, that we want so that you know people can live in Calgary and do the highest and best work of their profession uh, right here in the city no matter which type of industry or business they choose to be in. Right. And it's it's about collaboration too, right? It's about um, starting out with an area of trust where instead of everybody holding their cards close to their chests, they're, they're basically saying, this is what I'm doing and I'm looking for this or it would be great to have this and what are you doing? And that kind of thing, is is, is that what your, your intention has been for? A- absolutely. I think that's what we, we learned is that to move a city along, innovation is a team sport. And, and this was a mistake that, that I made in, in our earlier companies. We would have companies, and I'll tell you the story about Evan Hugh and, and myself. Uh, I, I was running about a 150-person company in uh, West Downtown in a building occupied by Mont Royal University's downtown campus on, I think, three floors. Evan was running his company in the same building on a different set of three floors. 
Evan and I didn't really meet each other and begin collaborating like volunteers in the community until we had both sold our companies and, and, and met at the university. And so that was kind of a non-collaborative way of operating. I think we only need to look at the great results of the energy industry. And when you walk through the plus 15s and the food courts and the towers, how many people bump into each other and know each other, that that industry is a team sport. And, and we need to mimic and, and learn from that and take the best parts of that and make this, this innovation part of the economy or the, the innovation slice of the entire economy, really, make it much more a team sport. So you have peers in whatever section that you're in um, and you feel like you can reach out to someone and say, hey, have you tried that? Uh, making that, that team sport, I think, is, is a much better way to operate. I think we get much faster innovation cycles if we do it that way, as opposed to being in our silo with the garage doors closed and just grinding away, working as hard as we possibly can. It needs to be much more social. Excellent. Um, with regards to um, the, the rainforest has been around now for a few years, correct? Yes. Yeah. Going on three years. So w what would you say uh, along the, because you've been there since the beginning, what, what would you say was your first moment where you looked at it and said, wow, this is actually working. This is actually something. You know, I think the first step is when we worked through as a group and got to the social contract, got to those 10 or 11 concepts in there and, and really had something that we thought we could believe in that could kind of form the bedrock of this ongoing thing. And then close after that, it was uh, Evan's idea that uh, was, you know, what we need is a regular cadence on this, a bit more like a scrum process. Uh, and he said, why don't we just together weekly? And we don't have an agenda. We don't have an RSP. You're always all invited. And just on a weekly basis, be open uh, for a meetup to talk about innovation, to talk about who's new to the community, make people feel welcome here. Have people hear their own voice in, in this ecosystem. And once you hear your own voice introducing yourself, you know you're now part of that community. Um, and that's what we're shooting for. And we're not taking anything away from all the other great support organizations or companies. But in that space in between, you know, they still belong to something. And so there's a way that we do things in Alberta and in Calgary in the innovation ecosystem governed by the social contract that we all agreed to that, uh, that is really, you know, something unique uh, here. There's a way that we do things, a way that we operate. And conversely, there's ways that are not okay, that we don't want to operate, and that we now have a reason and a written document to call people's behavior out on if it comes to that. Right. And it, I can't see that that's really happened too much, if at all, since... Uh... Well, you know, there has been a few cases quietly behind the scenes, and, and, uh, and it just helps to have this written document to say that, hey, we all agreed that we'd behave in, in this way, and uh, it gives you the kind of uh, the little boost of backbone that you need to say to someone, you know, that's not how we agreed to behave in this city and in this province. And so let's uh, let's think of doing this a different way. It's it is useful. Right. Right. That makes a lot of sense. Um, and so that uh, that contract, the, the that hasn't that wasn't right at the beginning eh? how that came out. No, it came out of, we, we summarized uh, a whole bunch of thoughts from a day and a half long session up in Banff 
and did kind of a word cloud of all those and then just did some tweaking with about a dozen of us and, and many, many iterations and uh, to get to that. And it's probably something worth revisiting uh, now, but, but it's, it's been quite foundational for us and I think really given us the, uh, you know, the backbone, as I said, to know what it is that we're shooting for and, and how welcoming and open we want to be to all industries, all participants in, in that way in our city. Right. And so what are you doing these days? Um, you know, what's Brad Zumwalt and your, your company's called Zinc Ventures, correct? So yeah. what, are, what are you up to these days? Well, Zinc is a private investing company and we invest mostly now in venture funds. We used to do some direct investing. So we manage an investment portfolio across many categories and then look to volunteer in the community where we can. And, uh, really the Rainforest mental model has been a, a great way to map my involvement in the community. So we come up with this model and, and you know the, the, the components, the six components that we talk about from leadership and our responsibilities there to, to role models and to uh, infrastructure pieces and then to engaged activities um, and then the three uh, resources, talent, ideas, and capital. I've, I've just been volunteering with the provincial government on a talent advisory council on technology where for the first time, three ministries in the provincial government have come together to try to listen to a group of us from industry to say, here's what we think you know, industry needs to offer the post-secondaries and the Department of Labor and the uh, Minister of Economic Development to really do a better job for all Albertans. How do we make that, that four-way partnership work uh, better? So that's on the talent piece. I've just come off 10 years of volunteering with the Provincial Venture Capital Fund of Funds, which is $175 million of provincial treasury that we have invested in eight or nine venture funds doing great work in the province. And so that's the talent piece. And that's the capital piece that the model teaches us about. And, and lastly, the IP piece, I've been involved for many years with the University of Calgary and, and now with Mount Royal University on, on their tech transfer operations. And so um, what are we doing in tech transfer? And for example, in the tech transfer at the University of Calgary, is it do we have the commercial terms we need in terms of uh, licensing that IP so we can form new companies and, and the universities made great strides recently at the UFC to improve their IP policy that allows new companies to form and investors like myself and other small investors to invest in these companies on, on pretty attractive commercial terms and so the rainforest model has really guided my activity in the last number of years most significantly now uh, on an infrastructure piece. Uh, I'm working with, with many others and with CTI on the platform building in East Village in Calgary, where we think it's going to be a center ice location for, for innovation. Not the only location, but a very significant location representing our commitment to continue to innovate in this city and build new products and build new companies like all the Calgarians that have gone before us and have that be in a very public location right across uh, from the library so people can see this is what we do in this city. We roll up our sleeves, we come together as a community with a certain culture that matters to us and we reskill or equip ourselves to do new things exactly like you're doing here with this podcast, Al, and, and then think about what the prototype for that product can be and, and 
test product market fit with that, form that into a team, form that team into companies, have those companies be highly diverse, diverse teams uh, with high growth in revenue, with high export percentages, uh, really driving and growing the economy here in Alberta. And that's all this mental model of the rainforest that pulls all those parts together. And so when I think how I'm allocating my time in the community, it's driven by this, this great mental model of the six components of the, of the rainforest. Well, I think it's, it's so well put together. I think that what that original team at the rainforest put together and, and is, seems to be standing the test of time is, is a very powerful and yet incredibly simple way of, of, you know, putting down kind of the rules, if you will, of how people should behave in this type of an ecosystem. Um, the book, the Rainforest book that you spoke of is, it originated in Silicon Valley, did mm -hmm. it not? Now you, you've spent time in Silicon Valley. Mm -hmm. Back and forth, yes. Yeah. Did you, did you notice, you know, something there that, that you, that helped drive what's happening now here? Uh, you know, I, I got to spend time inside two great companies. One way back was Aldous and then the follow-on company to that was Adobe. And certainly the people that I met inside Adobe, including the founders of, of both of those companies, um, really something, you do take something magic away from, from meeting those founders to think this is the size of enterprise that they built. Uh, the scope of what's possible expands in your mind when you get a chance in, in rainforest language to have role models like that, to rub up against leaders like that and to see how they make decisions. So yeah, I would say certainly getting the opportunity to meet some of those early software uh, pioneers in the Adobe organization and in all this really lets you see and touch and meet shake hands and visit with founders that uh, just built enormous global technology companies. And so, yeah, I think that has an impact on you. I think it also centers you to say there's nothing really different about the good people in the Bay Area than there is about the good people in Calgary. A lot of the supporting elements we have in terms of infrastructure in terms of things that drive velocity, in terms of how quickly introductions are made, in terms of how quickly companies are willing to try new things, that's different. But the basic, what's inside the humans in the Bay Area and what's inside our humans here in Calgary um, is the same. And, uh, and I think we can do anything that any other jurisdiction in the world can do. It, it does take talent, it does take skills, it does take capital, it does take trust. Um, but you really learn that you can set these really big goals and just incrementally work away at them. These weren't companies, you know, when I was coming up in business that were, were built in, in a couple of years. These weren't companies that, you know, drove a certain amount of, of millions of dollars in enterprise value based on traffic that occurred very rapidly over a few weeks on, on a social media site. These were extremely deep IP uh, companies from scientists that, that grew and developed their commercial products over decades. And so when you have that horizon of decades, you can really set out to accomplish some big goals. And I think that's the mindset that we have to have uh, in this part of the world right now, in, in Alberta and in Calgary. Well, it certainly seems like we're going along the, ro the right road. 
Um, there's a lot in place now, as, and, and the rainforest is certainly helping that. Um, I think you used the word collision uh, a few times, and that's a brilliant way of putting it. Um, do you think there's anything that's still missing that we, we need to put our brains to? Well, I think what naturally happens is uh, you go through these phases. Um, uh, and so I think we had kind of the first phase with Rainforest that, that really led into the Calgary Innovation Coalition and kind of a great silo reduction phase. And then as time goes on, this is a natural system. New parts build up, new organizations emerge and show up. And I think it feels to me, and I've had this conversation with a few others, that you know, it's a time again to say, okay, there's some new bigger players and we need to now go back and say, okay, here's the new big elements. We didn't have these ones four years ago. These are the new big elements and how are they going to, to play together to build a great city and get the results that we want. And, you know, in the absence of having kind of shared results, when you're in a small business, you know the result you're shooting for and that's revenue growth, right? When we're all working on a city and the revenue growth is a bit dispersed, how do we have a shared set of results for what we want to do? And so I commend the people, you know, uh, Judy Fairburn, Terry Rock, and Cord Ellington from, from CD on the innovation file to kind of pull us together and say, remember, we're all shooting for the same thing. But I think there's another generation of, okay, let's, let's reimagine how Calgary can be now that some, some new organizations have, have been involved in our city, and that's great. And it's always going to be new stuff coming in. And so you need to always battle this natural tendency to grab a bit more turf, build the silo up a little bit, um, and, and how do we tear it down and, and discover what we can all be together. So I think there's another version of that coming, and then two years after that, another version of that too. It's all very normal, normal stuff. Right, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so is there anything else that I haven't asked you that you think you you'd like to add to this uh, this episode? Well, I think just that, you know, we really do stay in, in the rainforest model uh, focused uh, and driven by a set of numbers. I, I couldn't do the rainforest work without having this rainforest index score that we think about all the time. Um, what, you know, what gets uh, measured gets managed. It drives us to make decisions and move new projects ahead, do new initiatives like you're doing here. Uh, and so having that index score is important. Equally across the whole ecosystem, we need to make sure we know what our other index scores are and things like jobs we're creating and who our lead companies are and how big those companies are, are growing and how we're doing in this province for venture capital formation versus the other provinces in Canada. Are we a leading province in Canada on a per capita basis, or are we a trailing company in, uh, province in Canada? Uh, same thing with company formation. Do we have the right number of startups per capita, the right number of scale-ups per capita, the right number of emerging companies per capita, or are we behind where we should be on a per capita basis? Most of those measures that I've mentioned, Alberta's slightly behind where we want to be on a per capita basis. Other jurisdictions in Canada are ahead of us on capital formation and ahead of us on company creation. And I know we call ourselves entrepreneurial, but entrepreneurs face facts. And the facts are that as we measure those things, we're not where we want to be per capita. And that just means we got to put in a chunk of years of work 
year by year drive those numbers up and get where we want to be. And as we're doing that, we're building and creating the kind of economic power in the province that allows the best talent to stay here, future generations to stay here and perform any job that they can in the world from an Alberta-based company right here. So it's really a set of numbers that drives our, our work on this. Right. And do you think that um, you know, the, the massive layoffs in the oil and gas industry right now, um, it seems to be burgeoning a lot more entrepreneurship uh, that, that we've always been entrepreneurial in Calgary, but it seems to be so much more. I mean, I talk to people every day who are thinking about starting their own business. Some of them are still employed and they're still thinking about starting their own business. Do you, have you seen that yourself, especially in your, your current line of work? I'm delighted to hear you say that. I think you made my day now because <laughs> that's, that's the anecdotal uh, something in the air piece that we want to hear. We want to hear people talking about their side hustle. We want to hear people thinking, I could do this a different way. You know, I need to develop this idea a little bit more and then maybe I can go off and create something. I think the average age for a successful company startup is 42. So this is not only a 20-somethings game to be building these businesses. You have a lot more experience a bit later on. But that's exactly the piece that we have to have to make sure that we focus on. And uh, to grow our economy, we have to be competitive. Companies have to be competitive. For companies to be competitive, they have to find new efficiencies. To find new efficiencies, usually you have to implement an innovation. And to implement an innovation, usually you have to take a risk. You have to be in a culture. When you take a risk, that it's okay if the risk doesn't always work out. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a risk. So to innovate, you have to take a risk. And to have that risk tolerated, you have to be in a culture of trust. And so these notions that you have about, I feel like I'm hearing more people thinking about starting something new. That's risk. And that means we would say from a rainforest thinking that they feel like they're in a culture of trust. They can share this idea with you. You're not going to go, don't do that. You're going to go, cool. I think there might be an angle there. I can introduce you to this person. I can be this keystone for you that can introduce you to that person and that person and maybe this other person over here. Uh, that's what we need our city to be doing, our province to be doing, having the side hustle, always knowing what we're trying to do is, is you know, build great products with highly diverse teams that can have high revenue growth and, and high export and sales. And then we have a, a kind of a robust winning economy here in Alberta again. Brilliant. That sounds like a great way to close this episode. Thank you, Brad, so much for joining me today. Thanks, Al. Well done. Thank you. Excellent. All right. If you haven't already, visit rainforestab.ca and sign the Rainforest Social Contract. Become part of the inclusive, silo-busting, sector-agnostic, all-industry, open-source, ego-shrinking, ecosystem-building, entrepreneur-focused, wide-open, social-barrier-smashing community known as Rainforest Alberta. This podcast was made possible by a generous contribution from Zinc Ventures and is hosted by volunteers from Rainforest Alberta. Music for the show was created by King Auroras. Please be sure to share this episode with everyone you know. Also, don't forget to come by and say hi at the next Rainforest event. Let us know what you think of this podcast. If you're interested in being either a host, sponsor, or a guest of the show, send me an email at rainforestpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.